0: Hello there and welcome back to the Governor Show. The Governor Show is dedicated to board enthusiasts and aims to debunk the myths surrounding board governance. The show is a weekly episode featuring talented guests who will share their board experience with us. The show will be available on our social media, and I can just invite you to subscribe to them. I'm Xavier Pansard for The Governor Show and my today's guest is Thomas Lepelhardt. Hello, Thomas. How are you doing it. today? Great. You know what? I uh, feel honored to have you here, not only because I like you, it's because you're part of the startup community. Uh, I'm uh, very close and I think it's very uh, nice to have an entrepreneur like you today. Thank you. So, Thomas, you are the CEO and co-founder of Nodalview a company redefining the, the way real estate is listed online, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You are passionate about solutions that deliver great value and enhance customer experience. You are a real entrepreneur. You are a real start person. This is your first and to say the least
1: successful works experience, right? Yep. Indeed, you is my first experience mm-hmm. and hopefully successful.
0: <laughs> what a great adventure, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's a great story.
1: You know, we do have uh, uh,
0: something for you today. We uh, define an object. You know, every guest receive an object um, just to fit to their personality. And today is one of our biggest objects, I have to say. This is the rocket. Nice. How you know? do you like the rocket? It's my know? favorite emoji. <laughs> that, that's perfect. And before handing the rocket to you, I will describe the object for you. The rocket is an object which allows to reach a high speed thanks to propulsion. Often used as the visualization of power and speed is generally associated with dazzling success. Just like during its launch, when everyone holds their breath in the first moments, the take-off, a success on his own, generates admiration and encouragement from the public. Hmm? Thomas, your career path has inspired us to create this object, which we think suits you well. In a rocket, can we try to aim for the star? Hmm. Aim for the moon. And for the moon. So I'm handing to you this object. Thank you. And I, I hope you like the rocket symbol. Yeah. I think it suits you well. It's a good a good representation of, of startups. <laughs> Thank you, Thomas. So let's uh, uh, go deep into the, the the topics of today: governance for startups. Finally, we're going to speak about startups at the Governor show. And uh, we're going to be happy to speak about your first board experience and hi- hiring your first board of directors. Yeah. And then my first question for you,
1: Thomas, is the following. When should you have a board in the growth of a startups? So it's an interesting question because actually for me it was um, the newest thing that I've started to, to learn from the past couple of years is what is a board? How do you use it? Um, how do you gain value from it? And I would say it depends on two things. And It depends on the kind of startup that you're launching. Yes. Right. So we're talking about the rocket, but before having the rocket, you have to build everything. Uh, <laughs> Indeed. The board is clearly a part of the rocket. Um, and I think it's important to differentiate the phase of the startup mm-hmm. and the kind of startup you're building. So the phase of the startup, typically there are three phases. There's the building phase where you're building mm-hmm. everything, uh, you're trying to understand, Uh, what you want to build, you're very passionate, a ton of ambition, you Mm -hmm. want to go into the market, Uh, you're looking for your first customers Mm -hmm. and then you find your first customers, you probably redefine your product. Um, That's typically the product market fit. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's the third phase, which is you become a Mm grown-up, you scale and you want to scale and that's when you want to use all the rocket technologies. And that period, uh, those three periods can all request uh, different board members and, and all request different... Uh, help from, from the board at those different phases. So it really depends when, in what phase your startup is. The second, the second factor is what kind of startup are you building? Mm-hmm. Um, today, a lot of startups want to raise capital. Yes. I'm not saying it's the best thing to do, but it should be done in a smart way. But it also depends when you want to raise capital, because for me, the first time that you really start looking for a board, mm-hmm. it's when you have external investors that come in. At least that's, that's the way it was for me. Is it the right moment? I think it's probably too late. You should actually do it a bit before. Um, <laughs> when you're typically in that first phase, when you're, when you're building, you're super focused on building your company and you don't always think that your company might become a, a great success. And you yes. don't think, OK, today we're two people in a garage working together or in an attic or whatever. Um, but actually, that company, when it grows, um, it becomes more and more mature and it needs decisions to be made. And that's typically what investors ask when they, yes. when they come in, is, okay, we need a board seat because we want to help drive the strategic vision of the company and make sure. the strategic decisions. Um, and if you wait for having an investor to create your board, then there's a bit that moment where you're in a bit in trouble because uh, you need to create your board. So yes. I had something that was, uh, where I was a bit um, ashamed, it was when the first investors asked us, okay, can you give us your board minutes? And we were like, board minutes? No, we don't have any board minutes. And I think most investors are fine and they know that it's that young companies are not mature enough. But I would typically if I would do it again, I would start having a formal board Mm -hmm. um, and at least to create a board to create that strategic vision. Because a board for me is a moment where you reflect on your long term strategy. And I think if you don't and and having these board meetings is actually super valuable because you take a step back, you de-zoom and you set the strategic mission. Um, and also the objectives on the long term. So I would recommend doing it a tiny bit before raising money. But don't
0: mind. you think it's uh, complicated to find the, the whiteboard members uh, when you're a startup like you? Because, you know, board members, let's say, are over 40. Let's put it that way, 45. Uh, uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm older than that and I'm a board member myself, but uh, uh, we need some new competences, right, around the table. Yep. As, uh, people who know SaaS, people who know... Uh, the, the mechanism of workinging revenue churn mm-hmm. and all those kind of things yeah so you you recommend to start early and to gather around the table competences right
1: exactly, so I think you need to gather people around the table that can bring something to the company, so again, depending on what phase of the startup you're in, yes, that need can be expertise it will it will actually always be expertise, but it can be expertise and it can be money uh, it can be capital yes. it can be can be knowledge but uh, gathering around the table, a person who can have a truly added value to yes. the company, um, and, and that's often why I seek uh, people in the board that are very experienced mm-hmm. and that have a lot of knowledge to share. Sure. I think that's super important, regardless of if that money brings money or not. Yes, uh, typically you you choose an, uh, a board member when you have money because it's one of the conditions that that come yes. with the investment. Uh, not always, by the way, but 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 often in in younger companies, uh, it is the case. But I think the most important thing is that the board is, uh, is, is are people that you're going to see uh, eight, 10 times mm-hmm. per year, but actually much more often because your yes. board member should be your sparing partner. Indeed. Uh, and so it's important to find people that can truly have an added value for the company. And that added value can be in terms of expertise on the market, on the product you're building, can be HR, can be yes. on fundraising, so even so. I think we're going to speak
0: it. about that uh, in two seconds. But uh, my second question for you, uh, Thomas, is uh, what should a startup board do because people wondering, yeah, I have, let's say, two to three million annual recurring revenue and do I need a board to tell me what to do? I know more than them. I'm the CEO and the co-founder and, and
1: what those guys will do uh, and help me. So f- the board for me serves as a sparing partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also people that have a ton of experience. of mm-hmm. And if you choose the right board members, you have people that bring incredible value to your mm-hmm. company. Um, but it's very, it's it's behind the scenes, right? So mm-hmm. boards are a bit mysterious. People yes. wonder what happens in a board. Yeah. What do they do? It's pretty secret. Um, and actually, I, would, I, I think you should really use board members as advisors. Uh, they should be people that you can, they should challenge you, but you mm-hmm. can also challenge them. Mm-hmm. And it should be people that bring in advice on certain topics. So typically recruiting, uh, mm-hmm. when do I go and look for money? Uh, have i got a good pro- product mm-hmm. market fit where should i put my focus on uh, how does pricing work yes. uh, how does how does my company function um, and that's something that fascinates me is that board members usually have this super broad set of experience right mm-hmm. because they've been there before they've yes. been with other companies Indeed. and i think that's super important uh, so for me the, the the board of a startup is really someone who helps founders mm-hmm. or ceos um, navigate a long-term uh, journey which is the, the, the startup journey right? It's the having the rocket uh, yes. aim for the moon. And I think it's um, it's also something that, that reassures founders, yes. I think. That's super yes. important. Um, and it should definitely be someone who pushes you to go to yes. the extra level. Uh, I think today that the, the, the relationship that, that we have with our board is they constantly push us to be even better than yes. what we want to be. And I think that's super important.
0: Yes, and uh, you told me before uh, starting the show uh, uh, a good story about someone who getting uh, damn scared uh, to, to create a board and things like that because he gets scared to be fired as a founder or something like that. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, tell us a bit about you know all those obligations, legal obligations. It's pretty heavy, right, for, for a
1: founder, for a startupper, right? It, it's scary, right? It can be super intimidating. So I think um, when when an investor joins a startup, mm-hmm. um, he often requires a board seat. Why? Because the board in the end represents the shareholders of the company yes. and they decide on um, Uh, They're kind of a a surveying or controlling uh, organism Mm -hmm. uh, inside of the the company. So it's, of course, there's a lot of control Mm -hmm. with the board, but that's not the main reason for the board. Um, I think um, it can be a bit daunting when you think board member and then you start signing contracts and you see that the board has certain decisions that they're allowed to make on your behalf or on behalf Mm -hmm. of the company. Uh, And I think one super important thing to keep in mind is the interests are super aligned. So mm-hmm. When you have an investor who brings in money, he wants to make your company better and mm-hmm. bigger and operate, which is actually also your interest as a founder, of course. Right? So yes. having aligned interest is super important. And what people often think is the investors and the the, the the founding members don't have the same interest, but actually they do, right? You want to build your rocket ship. You want to go for the moon. You want to, uh, you want to, to make your company a success. Um, and so I think a lot of people are afraid of what a board represents, right? Yes. People imagine—I uh, uh, was telling you the story of these <laughs> yes. people that wear a suit for their first board meeting, and, and, <laughs> and actually, it's, it's much more relaxed than that. Yes. Um, and I think it's—it's it's something that's important also when you build your board is to find people yes. uh, with who you want to build a trustworthy relationship. I think it's super important. Do you have the choice when a lead investor is involved? So you have the choice of the investor, right? as yes. As, as the, the CEO of the company. You have the choice of your mm-hmm. first investor. Yeah, uh, th- th-
0: that's why I'm, I'm, I'm bridging to the third question is oh, to choose a startup board member, of course. And then... Uh...
1: Yeah, so it's a difficult question. I think there there's board members that you can choose, yes. right? the ones that, that you're allowed to choose. And yes. there are board members that, are, that come with certain strings attached yes. or that come with certain commitments. Often, those commitments are money. So yes. I think it's important to remember that if someone gives you millions of euros, it's normal that they ask for something in exchange. Um, And often that exchange is a board seat. Uh,
0: To a certain extent, of course. To a certain extent.
1: To a certain extent. So often an investor will have uh, his board member, depending on the the, the size of the investment company. Maybe they have multiple people that can be on the board. But I think behind the board member, it's more important to choose the company that is being represented by that board member as a shareholder, of course. and what you want is you want to have a solid company with who you have good relationships because the board, so typically a board meets between four to 12 times or 10 yes. times per year, but actually you see your board much more often. Of I, have, I have much more discussions with the board um, outside of the boards and during the boards actually yeah um, that's pretty important to say that's super important yes and and that's actually a, when you have a good relationship is when yes. you can go to your board members as advisors outside of the board meetings themselves just
0: for my own curiosity have you got the luxury to choose your lead investor yourself of uh yes uh, during your okay
1: we did So uh, i think that's part of we, we raised capital a bit of the other way around so we waited two and a half years before mm-hmm. looking for external capital so we were in a in a position where we had built everything, we okay. had our customers and we really worked hard on understanding how to mm-hmm. make money. And so we were we were cash flow positive before uh, getting money. So I think we were in a position where we didn't need capital. I see. Today, everyone um, praises startups and, and, and congratulates startups for raising money. But often when you raise money, yes. it's out of necessity. Um, the great ways when you can raise money without having to raise money.
0: That's sometimes a game, huh? That's sometimes you, a you game. have a co-founder who to try to hunt for uh, more money, but uh, for what? At the end of the day, it's it's, it's, exactly. it's two stories, two ways to raise money. And I
1: think it depends on the startup that you're building, right? So Indeed. some people can solve very complicated issues yes. with a very simple solution. Yes. And when you have a simple solution, you don't need to invest that much money. And some problems are super specific and yes. super complicated, which needs a ton of investment. Um, I think a lot of startups tend to over and over raise or raise too much money yes. because there's so much money on the market. Yes, right now of that course. It's, it's easy to raise money. Uh, but I think the true question is before understanding if you need money or not, it's understanding who will bring me that money. Sure. And today, uh, if you're in a position where you can choose, and I think the, the strategy of every startup founder should be to be in a position where he can choose his, his investors mm-hmm. and to never put yourself in a complicated position to where uh, you don't have the liberty of choosing. Yes. Because when you choose your lead investor, it means that you choose the company that you have the best fit with. And often in the fundraising yes. process, you first choose the company and then you decide who, who the board member will be. Yes. And, and often the fit is so good that actually you're okay with anyone being on your board because you w- you know that they represent the company.
0: Out of the best thinking here, um, um, Nodalviews have an international exposure, right? You, yep. you present, uh, I don't know if, how many countries, but many, yep. I guess. Um, is it not the right time just to hire
1: maybe international people? So that's interesting because in our fundraising strategy, we had an inter... Two international investors come in. So our mm-hmm. first uh, investor is uh, mm-hmm. is uh, Volta Ventures from, from Ghent in Belgium. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in our previous round A series that we did, we did with two international VCs. So mm-hmm. we had one VC from London and one other VC from um, Madrid, so in yes. Spain. And that was actually super important because it's a way to open up Um, strategically new markets. Yes. It's by having a local presence in terms of uh, of investors because they, one of the good things that you get from investments and from your board is that they introduce you to people. So having people from international markets, being able to make introductions, and it's actually one of the things that they do the most, right? They introduce you to customers, people, talent, uh, future investors if needed. Uh, And so having a network of people that operate in a country that you're targeting, Mm -hmm. I think is super
0: super important. How do you see your board evolving in the next two years because you're going to grow right yeah. we all hope you're going to grow work it <laughs> moon uh, how do you see your board evolving what is your next challenge to uh, for your board
1: so i think the um, the great thing with our board is that it's it really helps us in all of these different phases of the growth in mm-hmm. our growth right so depending on where you are today we're where 60 60 people yeah. in the company uh, hopefully we will be 100 people by the end of the year sure. with different challenges um, and I think the the, the board also evolves, and, and you bring in people that have different expertise, probably mm-hmm. with maybe larger investments, so so more experience in, in later stage companies. Um, but I really hope that, or I would always aim for our board to stay as as it is now, which mm-hmm. is a very enjoyable moment actually. Um, sometimes it can be difficult because mm-hmm. there's always difficult stages in a company, but people that always have your back and that always push you to go further. You
0: never experience a
1: crisis in a board right like that. You, no. You, no. Okay, Luckily, good. not until now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I wish you not to. No. But, uh, <laughs> but I think it can be difficult. And it, of course, it's difficult because you, as a, as a CEO and, and, and founder, yes. you put a lot of energy into your company. You're working yeah, a lot of hours. Course, and yeah. then sometimes you have the impression that someone from the, yeah. from the outside is saying that you're not doing your job correctly. But it's very emotional. Uh, but in the end, I think it's always important to take a step back and to understand that. Again, what is the interest of mm-hmm. a shareholder? What is the interest of a, of yes. a founder? It's to make a company grow. Yes. So if the interests are the same, then it should be.
0: I have defined. more questions for you if you have the time, but uh, I would like to speak a little bit about the CFO role. CFO. I know it n- was not in the questions <laughs> I wanted to <laughs> ask you, but has a startup CFO role board? How the CFO interact with board? Is, is this something you applied uh, at Nodalview? Yeah.
1: How? So that's actually interesting. Typically, that's uh, something that changes over time. So when we did our first round, mm-hmm. um, I think uh, Frank from Volta was uh, very understanding uh, and that yeah. you have <laughs> a lot of topics that you need to work on and typically having very well structured financing mm-hmm. is, or finances is something that is complicated to get a grip on, right? You're spending money, uh, you're trying to do a lot of things at the same time, but it's important to have transparent communication mm-hmm. on how you spend money. Yes, And that means that you need to create reporting in a certain way. But I think that sometimes there's also pragmatically, you need to invest in execution and sometimes finances Mm -hmm. come second as long as it's still controlled. Yes. And I think board members, at least the ones that we have, understand that. But Mm -hmm. at some point when you grow up, so typically that's the phase that we're now, you start having a more in-depth understanding of how you're spending money. And that's when you bring in a CFO or VP finance.
0: Is it something which, uh, let's say, has been driven by the, the board? The board push you to have a CFO? Of you has a startup a co-founder, yeah, you know I think you now is the right moments to bring a CFO on board and uh, this and this. Of it's the the lead investor who push you to take that decision.
1: A bit. No, I think it's uh, that's typically the, the kind of decisions that mature over time. Okay. And where an investor probably pushes for more uh, transparency in your finances, mm-hmm. but not because they want it from a controlling perspective. Mm-hmm. It's because they're they know that it's a better way to. to to operate your business. So if you have a clearer financial uh, statements, if you have a clear understanding of how you spend money, I think it brings much more value into predictable growth and to understand how you spend money. So I would say that it was actually um, a decision that we made together. Mm. Kind of understanding that we arrived at this moment where we had a substantial income and also substantial spending and that we needed to have uh, an extra insight on how that money was being spent and that it was actually taking too much of my time because as a a CEO, you do a bit of everything yourself um, and that we needed a dedicated person to oversee and to be really accountable accountable about the budget. And so I think that's typically a decision that you make together. Uh, I think it comforts the, it comforted the next lead yes. investor because we hired our, our VP uh, Finance just before our, our round. And I think it's comforting for them to know that it's something that is maturing and that is being worked on. Uh, so it definitely, it definitely does help. Do startups need a, a tool to manage a board, do you think? I think there is a lot of communications between board members and uh, managers that are running the company. Um, and it's very asymmetrical, right? And it's also timing wise. It's also very async. Um, you put a ton of pressure as a founder, when you receive an email from an investor about metrics, you're like, okay, I'm going to drop (laughs) everything and I'm going to provide that information. Um, but investors are super busy as well. Mm -hmm. So probably you provide the information and actually they don't look at it for a week or maybe they quickly look at it. and it's actually something that is very complicated especially when you're raising new capital and you have mm-hmm. to build these data rooms and you have to find all of the information yes. that you've already exchanged yes. and it's something that new investors look into a lot right they ask one of the first things they ask is can i have the board minutes can i have your board presentation next? Yes. can i have, can I have all the information? and um and i think it's a bit of a trouble a bit like uh, do you have a shared drive? How often do you yeah, share stuff? Look for, uh, um, and probably a lot of information is probably getting lost also because there's a lot of back and channels. And security. Huh? It's the security. company
0: fortress you're sharing uh, uh, in a exactly. way. Okay. So, yeah. Some takeaways for the audience, Thomas?
1: Some takeaways. I so would So you say spoke about
0: collaboration, uh, yeah. choosing your lead
1: investor. Uh, exactly. I would always choose the people behind the money before the money. Uh, so always choose the right like company. That. I like uh, that. The right people that represent the fund before going for the money. Um, the money should actually only be secondary in, the, in, the, in mm-hmm. the decision, right? First, you want people, passionate people that join your mm-hmm. company uh, and also passionate people on your board. Um, so I think that's super important. Fit is always the most important mm-hmm. thing. Um, try and navigate your growth so that you're never in an uncomfortable position where you don't have the choice. Yes. Um, and then yeah, board transparency, I think that also helps. Board transparency. Building trust with board members is super important. Uh, and being transparent and, and and board members know when things go or th- know that things can go wrong yes. and it's important to be super transparent in those moments also to to really have uh, that to have the board have your back i think that's super important
0: thomas thank you thank you uh, i enjoyed it personally i hope you enjoyed it as well but before closing the show i would like to ask you uh, to um, put the rocket on the governor's shelf if you like and choose the right uh, stage because I think
1: let's put it very high because it should be the highest possible. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoy again and uh, please subscribe on our social media, uh, YouTube podcast and our website. Thank you very much and see you next time.